everyone. This is episode 669 of the Pixelated Sausage Podcast for Monday, August 19th, 2019. I'm your host, Mark Kersnes, and today I'll be talking about Lego City Undercover, Apex Drama, There's More of It, and more Sega Genesis, because I've been playing some games on the old emulator, and by the old emulator, I mean Kega Fusion, which is an old emulator, one that isn't supported anymore, hasn't been supported in a while, but the reason why I decided to go with Kega Fusion is because I forget the name of the developer of that particular emulator software, emulation software, emulator, is that uh, the person behind that is working on the software emulation for the Sega Genesis module on the Polymega, so I'm curious to see what it's like, and I've heard great things about it so I decided to use that as my emulator of choice and why I was playing some games on the old emulators because I have been on a real kick to get my collection back up in terms of complete stuff and also get things that I was missing before or or things that I've wanted and just never got around to getting or didn't have when I was younger but I played at a friend's place or in a collection or what have you and I would like to actually own it so I was messing around with that but I'll start with Lego City Undercover and that's pretty much it so we got Lego City we got Apex and we got Genesis you know which one's the best of the bunch the Genesis because it's the Genesis but uh Lego City Undercover I'm playing right now for uh, attack the backlog. <laughs> that A sound was weird. Uh, attack, attack the backlog. Attack the backlog. It is going to be episode 30, which means it won't be out till November. And a new episode just came out, Dear Esther, which I highly recommend, even if you only watch the first few minutes, because the first few minutes are pure gold in terms of how stupid they are. Uh, the jokes are ridiculous. And I highly recommend watching it because of that so yeah do that it's a it's a good time but um lego city undercover was something i was super excited for because i enjoy the lego games i think they're a good time and i've heard that lego city undercover is by far the best one and that it's the funniest has the best story it feels the greatest And I have to say, after playing it for about five hours, I don't get that. I appreciate that it has original characters and original story. However, as nice as that is, it's clear with this game that the writers at uh, Traveler's Tales, that's the name of the studio, right? I always get confused. I'm like, I know it's not Telltale, but is it? Traveler's Tales? Is that right? Um, It's clear that with this game, even when working with original characters and not a bunch of licensed characters, characters from other properties, that they still rely heavily on referential humor. So far in my little time with the game, I have seen, heard a bunch of cop references to um, uh, like Scarcy and Hutch, Columbo, 
and uh, Miami Vice. And there's been a Morgan Freeman reference, which I think may have had to do, like, there's a character in The Prison, which says something about, like, oh, do you want to, you could be a free man if you do this. And what you end up, or what he ends up saying is, like, free man? Uh, I'm, there's no free man here. Couldn't get the couldn't get him here. We don't want to. We don't want to land a lawsuit or something. And there is right in the beginning when you arrive to the island on a boat. There's a Titanic reference, and then there's a Wilhelm scream. There is a Goodfellas reference. There was a few more, I think. And I'm not against referential humor. Uh, I I like plenty of referential humor. It's good, but. When I when I step back, and like the thing about referential humor that I really hate is when referential humor is all you really got going for you, and that's kind of what Lego City Undercover has going for. It. Because when I look back or step back and look at all the other writing that isn't referencing this or that, it's not that funny. And the referential humor. While I get it, like the, the the biggest problem with refer referential humor for me is that while it may work for me at times, referential humor should never be what you fall back on. It should never be your crux because you don't know who's playing your game if they're going to get the references. Like, I assume that there are a lot of kids who play Lego games because kids like Lego and these games are accessible and all that jazz. And a lot of them are geared towards kids. And this is potentially geared towards kids too. All the referential humor is not going to land on them. They're not going to get any of it. You're going to tell me a kid's seen Goodfellas? I mean, if that kid's seen Goodfellas, their parents are fucking pieces of crap. They're also like more family-friendly. But are you telling me that <laughs> some kid's going to know who Columbo is? Like, I like Columbo. Peter Falk is great. And Columbo's great, but... What kid, what kid knows Columbo? You know what kid knows Columbo? No kid knows Columbo. That's what kid. So I just, like, I can appreciate or like uh, referential humor, but at the same time, you need more than just referential humor to be good uh, in terms of comedy writing and all that kind of stuff. But when you forget about... The writing, which is what everyone uh, talks about so highly with this game, in terms of the gameplay, it's just not that much fun. It's pretty boring. One of the worst parts of the game, and of course all of this I'll be going more in depth to uh, with in the Attack the Backlog episode, but one of the worst parts of the game is that you do a lot of driving and you drive to missions. And when you're on a mission you may hear some music but when you're just driving to a mission you haven't started the mission yet there is no music there's no radio there's nothing in the game and that is it's so dull and boring it makes me want to go to sleep i literally at times had to make sure i was you know staying awake my eyes were getting pretty heavy my eyelids were getting heavy not my eyes that would be weird if my eyes were getting heavy but the driving is so fucking boring, and I think it would have been such a, a perfect place for a lot of great writing, because when I think about comedy in games and some of the best writing and the funniest writing in all of games, in the history of games, 
I think of Grand Theft Auto 3 and Chatterbox. Grand Theft Auto 3 is still my favorite Grand Theft Auto game because I love the story of that game. I love that type of story, the more mafiosa story. I, I mean, there's the nostalgia of it just being the first open world game that blew my mind and all that. But um, it also had the best radio station. Like, sure, the other ones had more familiar licensed music and, and stuff like that. But I, I think Chatterbox alone makes it a far superior game uh, in terms of just the radio stuff, the radio options that existed. But um, like if there was a radio station, a talk radio station, like they made some silly music, even if it got repetitive, at least that would be something. Uh, or just like regular uh, lyricless music, something, anything to make the driving less monotonous and boring. And the driving can take a while. The, the driving doesn't feel great control-wise. Some of the cars are super slippery. And it's just, it's probably the worst part of the game is driving from mission to mission. Um, then the actual gameplay, the fighting is whatever. They have a kind of counter system like with a, a Batman game or, or the older Assassin's Creed games where you press, I'm playing it on Xbox One, you press Y when a, an enemy is going to attack and then you counter them. Uh, you have basic punches, uh, a ranged weapon, and uh, you can grab people and throw them around and stuff like that. But it, it doesn't feel that good. And it's it's this is making me like other Lego games more. Like I appreciate the Lego Marvel superhero games because sure the stories aren't all that great and it, I mean those are all about referential humor and stuff and just like hey you know here's this thing that you know because you're a fan of at the MCU or you're a fan of the comics here's a, a bunch of little nods to these things and that's what those games pretty much are I don't, I don't maybe some of the later ones I haven't played uh, the, the later ones have better just all-around stories but in terms of gameplay they're so much more fun because you have a bunch of characters with various powers and things that they can do that are special and in Lego City Undercover you have a cop who can use a grappling hook to reach higher places and pull things down you have a thief who can open doors with this crowbar and open safes which when opening a safe all you do is press a button when it shows up on screen once and then you're good um, uh, and uh, you have a miner who can smash boulders. I stumbled there because I was going to get out of my car, and then I was like, do you want to quit this mission? I'm like, no, I don't want to quit this mission. I didn't know it was just leaving my car meant uh, quitting the mission. But you have a miner who can uh, break boulders with his pickaxe, and for whatever reason, only he can take dynamite out of a vending machine and place it in front of things that can go boom because apparently no one else knows how to just pick up a stick of dynamite and light it on fire okay then you have an astronaut who can mess with these things and teleport and it's just it's not all that great i'm really not feeling it which is super disappointing because i was really 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 excited for it but i i've come to realize that maybe I like the more structured 
take on the Lego games where you have a mission and you're not in this open world and having to traverse long treks to get to from one area to another but also in an open world like uh, the the Marvel ones those at least have the um the superheroes who can fly around and move really quickly and you're like oh well this traversing the space this way is fun traversing this game in these cars is terrible i hate it but then you have repetitive dialogue when you're chasing someone on foot and you want to arrest them what you end up doing or what he ends up saying every single time so far there's literally never been any other word or sentence he said uh, but he basically says, stop or I'll keep chasing you. It's something along those lines. Which wasn't all that funny the first time. It was just like, oh, yeah, that's kind of what I would expect you to say. And he just keeps saying it. Like, I, I want to find something to love about this game. But I don't love the story. I don't love the characters. I think the main dude sounds oddly like uh, Paul Rudd. And maybe it's just me, but I think he sounds like Paul Rudd, and that's very distracting. But yeah, I don't know. It's it's a thing. It's a Lego game. It looks okay, but it definitely isn't like it. It it, it feels like a Wii U game that's been ported, like a last gen game that's been cleaned up a bit, ported. Um, but yeah, it's it's pretty disappointing. And a little bit heartbreaking. But you'll hear much more about that in a future episode of Attack the Backlog. Because you know what I've been doing with this episode? Because I'm going to script this one out too. Because I think the, the RE2 one came out overall pretty well. But what I'm curious how it's going to work to do an episode or script out an episode when I don't love the game. Which is what, uh, which is how I felt about Resident Evil 2. Which is how I feel about Resident Evil 2. I love that game. I don't love Lego City Undercover. So writing out that script is going to be very different. But in addition to that, because I, I break up all these episodes in hour-long chunks in terms of what I capture. That's how I capture them. I capture them in hour-long chunks. But I am also taking notes in terms of how many... Uh, or like what happens in each part so it's like okay in this one i i did this this these things happen and so i am uh yeah i don't know where i'm going with that <laughs> i'm just i'm keeping notes now too in terms of like okay here are these things that stuck out to me that uh you know i want to highlight in the uh, attack the backlog stuff so there is that. But, um... That, that's Lego City Undercover. So, the Apex drama is basically that... Um... The whole Iron Crown event... Thing. It's, um... What, what am I doing in this game? You're driving me nuts. I hate this thing. I hate this thing so much. Okay, I'm just gonna... I'm just gonna putz around for the rest of this game. Because I don't know what the hell I'm supposed to be doing. This is great podcasting. Oh, yeah. But the, the Apex drama stuff is 
that uh, on the forums, I guess, so some of the developers or one of the developer, I don't know how many developers or not, um, but they were getting into it a little bit with some of the forum goers, and it's been blown out of proportion a bit. Things have been taken out of context, but um, the basic gist of it is that one of the developers was saying that you know people are, are complaining about the whole pricing thing and that you know their their research has shown them that regardless of what they price it the people who pay are going to pay no matter what and you know the people who don't pay are just not not going to pay they're never going to pay and the majority of the people who play apex are a bunch of freeloaders and that's fine they like the freeloaders and they he also was calling someone a dick either one user specifically or something like i don't know what that was all about because i didn't read this whole thing because i just like i in the end i don't really care um but i'll say that personally me as someone who's put probably around a hundred dollars in apex and i've put that money in there not because i had to not because i needed to but because i've loved my time with the game i love the game i want to support it the way they've been handling this event makes me not excited. Or it makes me a little bit. Uh, uh, it makes me hesitant about the future of the game. I I am the kind of person who yeah I will pay to support the game, but not if I feel like I'm getting fucked up the ass with the the pricing of things. You know I don't mind buying some packs and whatnot for. Uh, a buck a piece you know and seeing what I might get uh, but I'm not gonna pay seven dollars for one fucking pack because guess what I earned a pack for free because you can earn two for free and what I got in that free pack was one of the rare skins for the items there are 24 items in this Iron Crown event and two of the currency things for the our iron crown event and there's like six or seven items you can buy with these currencies with these like crafting they're the equivalent of crafting metals and when i look at that that means there's a good chance that when you buy one of these packs for seven dollars you could end up with only one item and two of these crafting resources or potentially i don't know maybe you could end up with no items and just all crafting resources and once you've bought all the stuff with the crafting resources, that stuff will just end up getting converted to regular crafting metals, uh, which I don't think is an equivalent one-to-one -one in terms of how much of the cost uh, of getting like crafting metals and getting these things. But it just means you could be spending a fortune, even if you get one item guaranteed or you only ever get one item. That means you get 24 of the items. It's going to cost you a shitload of money. It's going to cost you like close to $200. And what's even worse, you get the privilege to pay $35 for this Bloodhound skin for his melee weapon after you've earned, bought all the other cosmetics that are part of this event. It's just... It's a really shitty... Um... It's just, it's, it's really shitty. Because I love the game, but with this season, a lot of people were upset with the first season. And I looked at that as just growing pains. But with 
this season, the way I look at it is, like, ranked mode has been broken. They may have fixed it by now, but it was broken for so fucking long. It's ridiculous. The the so-called lost forgiveness was never there. Maybe it's there now. I don't know. But I was so annoyed with ranked mode that I just gave up on it. And I haven't returned since because ranked mode is just shitty in, in how it is structured anyway. So, like, ranked mode has been a pretty big disappointment. But as someone who loves the game wants to support it, I don't like... You know, I guess it's technically true that the majority of people will pay anything and that I am just in the minority of somebody who likes something and wants to support it but also doesn't want to be fucked up the ass over it. So I'm just... I'm in the middle ground where it just is... I'm, I'm going to end up screwed. And part of me thinks, you know, if that stuff ends up happening, I might end up quitting Apex, which would suck, but like... I. I I don't want to feel like I'm getting fucked over and that's how I'm that's that's my fear and I know that someone like me they don't give a shit they don't care about me you know it is what it is but anyway let's get away from this negativity because I want to talk about some positivity I mean it's kind of positive in part it's negative too but I've been playing some Genesis games because in my goal to not increase my collection so much as just get things that I thought I had or, or and don't or that I misplaced somehow over the years or, or games that I never owned but wanted to own. I have been trying some games that I never really played but heard about to see if I think they're worth owning. And one of those games and, and the emulator I'm playing on is Kega Fusion which is been it hasn't been supported for a long time and the reason why I picked it though is because it is the emulator that will be used on the Sega Genesis module in um, the Polymega module and they got the original developer back out of retirement to work on it so that's cool and I've I've heard great things about that particular module so I was like okay I'll check it out and hey, look at me. I'm on a I um what the hell am I doing <laughs> and I was playing some games that I've heard good things about and just never got around to one of them being Mega Turrican you know what Mega Turrican is? Mega Turrican is fucking great it's a run-and-gun shooter, I guess. I don't want to say it's a Contra-like just because you're running and shooting, but it's kind of that way, but you also have a grappling hook reminiscent of Bionic Commando, which is pretty cool, but it's just, it's a really rad game, and it feels good. I mean, it feels good, and I was playing on a fucking keyboard because Mega Kega Fusion does not support game pads or at least does not support the xbox one that could be because it's been out of support for so long i don't know but that game feels really good it looks great and i want it but it's not cheap it is 
what is it i think the cheapest you can find it if you're lucky is for just over a hundred dollars uh in an auction but i i really like it and i've also come to realize that with retro games i think my ceiling for what i'll, I'll pay for a complete inbox game is around msrp for the game so if, if that's not the case then i probably won't which is the case for some of the games i really want like the punisher for sega genesis that game is like uh, it's uh, it's too much it goes like for fucking two hundred dollars I want that game so much, though. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2. Why did I say 2? The Hyperstone Heist. That goes for over 100, which is a bummer. But I'm okay because I, I thought my copy was in pretty bad condition. Uh, I only have the, um, the, the cart. I don't have the box or anything. Which is the case for a lot of my original Genesis uh, <laughs> Genesis games, um, but my cart's in decent condition, other than where the label, the sticker, goes from the top to the bottom. That that curve, that that fold, is a pretty worn down, but it's in way better condition than I thought it was. So I'm okay with that. I don't need that. And I, I don't think I am personally against the idea of um, getting uh, da, 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 getting what do you call it uh, repro carts and manuals because I'm not going to try and sell this shit or anything like this is just stuff for me and, and wanting to put it on the shelf and have it look pretty nice so I don't really need to worry about that. But um, I I I played Mega Turrican, which I really liked. I played some Quackshot, which is weird. I didn't know what to expect with Quackshot, but I guess this is the way it's set up, where it's just you <laughs> you shoot the enemies and they just like have a fucking seizure for a few seconds, and then they are, are back to normal. It's weird. They just freak out for a little bit and then you go past them, but you don't kill them. And I don't know how I feel about that. But, um, it's, uh, it's been fun going back to those. Part of what I was doing too in, in looking for games to play, I played Universal Soldier because I guess that was technically Turrican 3. And they just reskinned it as a Universal Soldier game, which if they did, ugh, it does not look good. It looks pretty. I mean, I played it for a little bit and it was not fun. But I um, I uh, played that and, and that was crappy. <laughs> I'm starting to uh, play the game at the same time. It's starting to fail me. Because um, I'm remembering other things about LEGO Sydney Undercover that are just stupid. I'm not a fan of the jump. <laughs> you have a double jump, but it's stupid. <laughs> and just the, it's just a waste of everyone's time. But Mega Turrican is fantastic. Universal Soldier is a Turrican game, I think, and not very good. I don't like it. Um, and what else? Oh yeah, I was just talking about the the whole uh, looking at these lists of 
the best Genesis games and the 50 underrated games. And what shocked me were some of the games on this underrated list. So the number one and number two games were both games that were never brought to the States. They're, they're Mega Drive games. You have Alien Soldier, I think, and da, 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 Pulse Man. Because I looked into those and I'm like, oh, these aren't, these never got Genesis releases. And then number three was fucking Comic Zone. If anything, Comic Zone feels like it should be in an, a list of overrated Genesis games. I really like uh, Comic Zone because I think it's stylistically still very cool. But as far as I know, more people than not say it's not as good as you remember and talk about how it's not that great because, you know, it's pretty challenging in some cheap ways in terms of the difficulty. And yeah, it just seems weird that it would be not only on the underrated list, but that high. Then you also have Contra Hardcore. What the fuck is that doing on there? Is that really underrated? I feel like a lot of people love that game and praise it. You have Castlevania Bloodlines, which was, and these are all in the top 10, which just seemed ridiculous as well. Maybe that one's not as highly praised as other Castlevania games, but I still feel like it's not that underrated of a game. But I could be wrong. You know, I don't know. Um, but there's some interesting things on there too. But yeah. I saw Mega Turrican on there. Which is something I've heard about for a while. And I just never played it. I'm like why don't I check this out. And man that was like a bad idea. Because I really want that game now. Because um, it's it's very good. Oh it's, it's very. It's, it's very good. I want to say it's surprisingly good. But. Most people already know that it's very good, so it's not really all that surprising. It's just, it's, it's very good. Um, I played some Shaka game, which is dumb, I didn't like that. I, what else did I mess around with? I messed around with a, a bunch of things. I messed around with a bunch of like, Might and Magic and things, because there was some lot that had Shinobi 3 in it, which I would want, and then a bunch of other games, and I'm like, oh, may maybe these could be interesting if this doesn't go too high, and then it went too high. I'm like, yeah, never mind. Not happening there. But, um, yeah, so the, like the, the games that I'm still looking for, I mean, Ghouls and Ghosts is pretty cheap, and that, I don't have a ROM for that, because I guess, I don't know, there's something with that game in particular. But uh, that's a game that seems to be pretty reasonable. And yeah, I don't know. Sega Genesis is awesome. Relooking over the, the Sega Genesis. Is it mini? Is it classic? What is it called again? I'm not entirely sure. But looking over that again, that game's got... Uh, that that little thing's got a lot of good games on it. Uh, but yeah, I think that's a good place to end it, because I'm just I'm running out of steam, and I'm playing this Lego City game and not enjoying my time. I'm sick of playing it, but I have to finish it, and that's just the way it is. But it's not great. I'm I'm, I'm really disappointed about this. I've already said that, but I'm super disappointed. Anyway. That will do it for this here episode of the Pixelated Sausage Podcast. Once again, 
I am your host, Marcus Nez. Y'all can find me on Twitter and pretty much everywhere at PX Sausage. The site is, of course, pixelatedsausage.com, where you can find this podcast, the Pixelated Paranormal Podcast, and Attack the Backlog, which are all available on podcast services across the globe, like Stitcher Radio, Google Podcasts. <laughs> Whoa, what is it? Like Stitcher Radio, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Something like that, right? And if you'd like to check out the art I make, you can go over to pxsart.com and check it all out over there. If you see something you like, click the link and it'll take you to where you can purchase prints of the pieces you fancy. Also, if you'd like to double watch the video version of this here podcast and attack the backlog, you should do that because then you'll understand why I am really shitty at talking right now. But, um... You can go over to youtube.com slash pixelated sausage and watch them both there. Pixelated Sausage Podcast and Attack the Backlog. Again, new episode of Attack the Backlog is live all about Dear Esther, and it's ridiculous. But um, going back to what you fancy, if you fancy the site in general and anything we do, like this here podcast or Attack the Backlog or any of the other nonsense that goes on over at pixelated sausage you can go over to patreon.com slash pxs and support us that way as always thank you for watching or listening i hope you enjoy this here episode and i hope you have a wonderful wonderful rest of your day and i hope you have a great week i'll talk to you again on wednesday but until then great week i hope you have a great week really great week anywho that will do it so i will finally say Oh uh...